0: Welcome to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers.
1: And a very pleasant, good Saturday afternoon to everyone. Harry Alexander with you in Bunker de France. This is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. It is Saturday, July the 20th of 2019, and you know what today is, right? or sherry Saturday, it's the 50th anniversary of man walking on the moon
2: oh yeah and also it, it's uh, it's also the day that the korean war ended
1: yeah yeah how about that great events oh wait wait that's
2: next saturday
1: next saturday the yeah, 27th I'm sorry. i got my saturdays well you know
2: history's like that
1: one saturday is just like another saturday
2: hey you little buckaroos and buckaroos, <laughs> we are watching to listen in and listen tight we got a great show today and uh, we're talking about a movie called Across the Great Divide It's also a book and
1: uh, shut up Gabby why are we talking about these things the, the, this... well
2: you know it's a, I don't dumb story I supposed to have breakfast with a friend of mine and I took the book with me to give to him. I, I, you know, I, I, I've got so many books, and it's not, it's a fiction book, and I got, you well know, I don't have much time for fiction unless it's tied to the show. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I guess we had crossed wires. He never showed up, so I'm reading, started reading the book while I'm waiting, and then he didn't show, so I went in and had breakfast, read the book. I ended up reading it all in one day, which is kind of good 201 pages, Mm -hmm. but it's by a a gentleman named Simon James, who was published in 1978 uh, by Scholastic Book Services, and that tells you right there that it was targeted for young folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nowadays they call it young adult novels and stuff like that. But uh, it's very much in the, uh, I would say, the uh, realm of what Disney was doing at that time I'd compare it a little bit to kind of like uh, Old Yellow by Fred Gibson. Yellow's a classic, and this is this is a near classic. I'm really really an enjoyable and, book. And Disney did
1: produce the movie.
2: Uh, well, the movie, uh, let me talk about the book a little bit before I get sure. to the movie. Then we can okay. just talk about I'm gonna, just going to give you a, a quick synopsis here. Holly and Jason are bound for Oregon, but their luck has run out. Grandpa is dead. Their guide has robbed them and left them. The wagon's broken down, and before them looms the jagged, snow-peaked Rockies. Then, Zach Zach Coop shows up. (laughs) He's a gambler and a fugitive with a posse on his trail, but he's the only person who can lead them over the savage, two-mile-high mountains. Together, the three may have a chance. Ooh, but it's and it's very. You know, I haven't seen the movie, but I read the book. But I in looking up and researching it, I came across a bunch of clips and stuff on the internet. you know, okay. just seen here, seen there, mm-hmm. and uh I think you know And just to kind of give you a little bit more of a synopsis here, it's uh hold it right there, mister shouts holly Smith, it's Heather Ratray to Zach Cooper, closely pursued by a posse. Coop tries to buy the Smith's horses, Holly won't sell it but she'll let Luke, uh, Coop uh, ride double and they'll take him to Oregon. Well, moving on down the road, just then the posse shows up. Coop spits away on the smith's horse. Who is he, Holly asks the posse. A card trickster who robbed our town is the answer. Ooh. And he is good with cards when you read through here. Holly furiously shakes her rifle. No one's going to ha- get steal from the smith's family and get away with it again. She vows. Holly and Jason mount their remaining horse, taking a few possessions from the broken-down dragon. Mm-hmm. Coop, agreed after he escapes from the posse, but dismounts at a stream and is overtaken by the smiths. With Holly holding the rifle on Coop, Jason retakes the stolen horse, and Holly and Jason ride on but you need me for this is cute. and there's a really funny piece in the story there when she gets to drop on him mm-hmm. and I mean she's unwaving, she's got it, and, and the little younger brother's going just shoot him! <laughs> and all you... and then you know, just shoot him! I mean he's bloodthirsty little little type said, Holly and Jason seem to find how much they need Coop when a grizzly bear, then a mountain lion, threatens him, he recklessly diverses the beast escaping each time by diving into the cold mountain river. And that's a theme too. He, he's constantly getting into that river. <laughs> but the it, 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 the funny thing, it's the scene like with the bear. Uh, they He finally talks the girl into trust him enough to give him the gun to shoot a deer. He starts off, to he gets to the carcass, and out of the bush comes a grizzly who thinks the that deer belongs be, yep, to him. Right. So he's like running from the grizzly. He runs. and he, he spots a he spots an aspen, or he climbs up there, and the grizzly's down there. And he grizzly. He's you know they're persistent. Yep. He starts rocking the tree. Mm-hmm. Rocking the tree. Well, fortunately the tree's on the bank of the river. So finally the tree topples, but it crashes into the river. <laughs> and and he goes and again. And he's in the river. <laughs> well, he looks up, and the bears. You know, and he, the river's taking him downstream. Well, the bear's traveling along downstream, too. <laughs> so he's, like, paddling, you know, and watching the bear. And the bear thinks it's got a, it, a it, salmon or something. Bear, like, it's, it's like the bank starts sloping down, mm-hmm. right? And he, he's, going, he's going to eat me. <laughs> and he gets the beaver pond. He dives under the beaver pond and he comes up in the beaver thing well the bears there and the bears like turn that beaver pond into ballard. and finally he gives up and wanders off well okay that's it later on mm-hmm. the mountain lion because they're traveling also there's a the young colt with mm-hmm. the, with Holly's horse mm-hmm. and uh, the mountain lion well, he says hmm mm-hmm. young, yummy mm-hmm. tasty young colt appetizer yes, right? yes barbecue tonight." <laughs> so he, he he comes on well once more the mountain lion's chasing him. and only you know, this time the mountain lion pounces on him just as he just as they both go off into the river. So again, he's dunked in the river. So it's just a it's a theme in here. Sounds like it. It's a all wet movie <laughs> here. Yeah. And it, oh, and then it gets on later on. They run into some Indians, mm-hmm. and he said he said earlier on in the story because she doesn't trust him, she won't let him. he's like walking behind him well they come to call as the Indians and they ride up alongside you know and one of them grabs the range and she's jabbering at him in English and they're jabbering at her in, in Kiowa and neither one understands the other and he comes up you know and he speaks the language so he tells them what the situation is and they laugh they think it's funny but they, they want to say so why, why does the young squaw Make the man walk behind, and he tells him he makes up a story about mm-hmm. well he was drinking and she's punishing mm-hmm. him, and they all laugh and think it's funny. And he goes on. But one of the neat things about the book too is that they're not the stereotypical you know savages. They later on they come across another group. They take a man when if they don't take a man it's all over for them mm-hmm. And then there's another grizzly scene in there, and there's a great that grizzly one grizzly says when the grizzly attacks the village, because this is a rogue grizzly, he's not just interested in deer carcasses. He's interested in people carcasses. He wants everything. You no, know, he wants to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a bad night years ago or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyhow, he sneaks into the village, and one of the one of the. Uh, Outriders had spotted them, and they so they're all, they're all the village, all the Indians, braves, who got torches and are out there. They figure we'll go out and meet him before he comes in. And sure, well, the bear sneaks into the village because they don't see him. and The kids are all high, Every, all the women and all are in the various teepees. The kids are in a teepee with the, the, the prints that they've made, mm-hmm. and they can, and that big bonfire out there, so they can see the silhouette of the bear mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the outside of the teepee. And then they like, scratching at the teepee and they're going oh oh and so anyhow they they start screaming and stuff they hear him and so everybody comes running back in well the bear finally figures out the opening he starts coming into the teepee and as he is the, the tribes and the Indians and Coop get there and they're like sticking them with the spears and stuff well this is like a 12 foot grizzly he's inside there roaring up well they get the kids out from under one of the flaps, they set the teepee on fire all the way around with mm-hmm. the grizzly in there, mm-hmm. and the description of this yeah I mean, it's kind of gruesome for a kid's story, but it is such a believable and realistic you know, you know it's like how do you fight a grizzly you know uh, but it, and again, like i say i I ended up really enjoying it, you know, of course, I'm kind of childish in my in my <laughs> daughter's anyway, but that's that's the book, you know,
1: and the movie followed the book pretty
2: well. Well, I from from what I've been able to, to gather—that's right, you didn't see the movie. Well, from, from what I've been able to read, the movie. Uh, is, well, actually, I would say that it, the movie f- followed the book perfectly because the book was written from the movie. I see. So you know they're they're describing what was going on in the movie. Mm-hmm. This is like two years later when mm-hmm. it was published, mm-hmm. but uh, the book. Uh, well let's see I told I want one other thing before I move on to the movie. uh Simon James, who was the credited author uh a uh, fellow over in England that has a comic book blog, was intrigued apparently he liked the he liked it a lot, and he tried to find out more about the author and he couldn't find much mm-hmm. a kind of a mysterious guy and in the book there, there was a dedication uh on the dedication page to Yazan, Simon, and Barnaby. And he thought, well, that's yasan That's kind of an unusual name and three things. So he did an internet search, finally found a writer. Because I think what he did is he looked for writers and families and stuff like that. found a writer who had three children with those names. <laughs> and the writer is a fella named David Harsent who just happened to be the fellow in charge of Abe Publishing, because this was published by Scholastics mm-hmm. and by uh, by Abe. Mm-hmm. So uh, the consensus is that Abe got the contract to do a novel on it and he took it upon himself to be the to be mm-hmm. the father of, of nice. the, the book. I <laughs> thought that was kinda of neat, you know. Whether whether it, it pans out I don't know, but it's a nice story. Well yeah, and you'll stick to it. Yeah. Now the movie was uh, came out in 1976, and ran an hour and 40 minutes. It was in color, and it was uh, done by Maverick Films Incorporated. Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting things is these. This was part, kind of part of the series of Wilderness Family, mm-hmm. which I think more, a lot of people are familiar with. That it was a very yeah, popular. Series. Yeah, almost
1: like a Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah, in fact, they did different. a Swiss Family. Yeah. Uh, something like yeah.
2: So, Swiss Family Wilderness or something, mm-hmm. yeah, and that was part of it. But uh, Stuart Raffel was the director and also wrote the script for it. And the executive producer and production manager was Joseph C. Raffel family. The uh, the what was it? The production secretary was uh, I think Betty Raffel. So it was either a wife of one of the two guys, or a sister, or mm-hmm. some but daughter. Who knows? A lot of times, daughters end up. Because, like John Ford, his daughter mm-hmm. ended up doing that on some of his movies, mm-hmm. and also ended up editing some of his stuff. But uh, and the producer was Arthur R. Dubbs I like that name, <laughs> Dubbs yeah. And there's a bunch of other people. I'll run through some of the some of the key people. Because I got a whole list of of the, of the crew. Gerald Allen was the uh, cameraman. Uh, See what else have we got here. Oh, the stills were done by Bruder Engler, and I saw saw some really beautiful stills there. Uh, the editor was R. Hansel Brown, and that's one of the comments that everybody made about the movie was just how knockout gorgeous it was. That's mm-hmm. and they, that's where the comparison to mm-hmm. the Disney things came from. Sure, that it was just so much like that. And uh, and then let's see what else have we got here. Uh, the music and this is for this is for Emo, <laughs> Emo, Emil was fanatic about music. Yes, he was. Well, the music was done by Gene Coward and Douglas M. Lackey, and the lyrical composer. there was two fellows, Andy Badale and uh, who was the other? Lucky Young, and the fellow that sang. I like, apparently because now seen apparently there was a song which is quite common. with the titles or something by Bean Charles. Good old Bean. <laughs> Sing us the song, Bean. <laughs> the assistant director was Ron Foreman. Uh let's see what we got. Oh, this is it kinda interesting. The property the props and wardrobe were done by Robert Guguland. And that's that's very common in small budget stuff for people that to cover double. two and three departments. Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh us moving on down here, let's see what else we got. Oh yeah. Uh the so, animal so- Mm-hmm. So, so Disney did not consider this to be a big time production.
2: No, this was this would have been. Did they,
1: did they produce this it or w- just distribute?
2: Well, this was very. It made uh, over eighteen eighteen million eight hundred thousand. Okay. Which, and that's in their dollars then. Yeah. Which, uh, and it's it it made several lists for genre money earners doing mm-hmm. really well because mm-hmm. when you look at that. Genre, you know the the wilderness families, the seven along sure. like that. Yeah. Uh, they're not noted so much for their their box office because most of them never got to behave. The theater changed. They would play the little independent theaters around the country. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this one also did very well in Europe too. It was very popular in Europe. Nice. It's just it's like I say. It's kind of like a it's like a family classic that never caught on to the degree that Savage Sam and Old Yellow did. Mm-hmm. But it's in that it's in that atmosphere. Mm-hmm and let's see let's move on here oh the animal supervisor was ralph heffler and he was from a uh, gentle giant animal supply and because i'm figuring with the the bears My the wife. wolves mm-hmm. the cougars the uh, horses probably came from another source because they they dealt, they dealt in the more exotic area and what do we have here the, uh, the animal trainers were Mickey Bailey Lloyd Beebe and I think I worked with him once I don't know the name it just it kind of sticks out uh, Marino Correas, Vern DeBorg George Tuth Helena Walsh Herbert Wells and then we're moving on further down the line here what do we got here there we go let's see I want to move past the cast and then come back to them. Okay. Where, oh, it's on. Where are we going here? <laughs> there we go. Here we go. Wranglers. All right. Uh, my guys. The Wranglers were Jim Brewster, Trish Brewster, and I've, I've noticed working on many movies that when you have a husband... Uh, a man named Brewster and a woman named Brewster working on it. It's generally a husband wife and he's generally the head wrangler. That's how she gets the job. Uh-huh. And then there was Chuck Moody and Tom Simpson. Uh well, let's get to the cast if you want to do the cast. Which is interesting. Robert Logan played Zachariah Coop. Okay. And he did uh the wilderness families and this one and you kind of specialize in this uh heather Ratray was holly smith the young girl uh she ended up later on on young and the restless and i think she was nominated a couple of times for daytime emmys mark edward hall was joseph smith the young the young brother and if he was as good in the movie as he was in the book he was delighted because the kid was just funnier than heck, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was George Buck Flowers. I knew him. He was Ben, and Ben was like a re- kind of a like a a reject from a gunsmoke buffalo hunter. If you <laughs> pictured the type, you know, smelly, uh-huh. greasy, mm-hmm. and not too bright, mm-hmm. and he tried to tried to cheat uh, a card a gambler in a card game, which mm-hmm. doesn't work. And then uh, Hal Boker was stern-faced. I think. If I, I'm surmising that he was the Indian when they stopped the kids the first time, that was giving them a hard time about you know being fallen on a squaw, and then Fernando Celis, and he's interested. He's in half breed, so I'm thinking he was with the hunting party. He was a hunter, and he did. He was the stunt coordinator and also animal supply. So I'm feeling that he furnished the livestock, the horses. And then Lauren Ewing played Cub, another one of the Buffalo Hunters. Tiny Brooks was Fat Mary, and she has a funny thing in her because it's like the way she describes is if she gets down, she's not getting up. And uh, kind of like an old, kind of like an old stunt man. <laughs> yeah, kind of like me in the morning. And, and, uh, and then, some of the Indians were John Kaufman, James Elk, uh, Stan Cowley, and this is neat. One of the credits, the Indian people of Canada and Utah as the Indians. There you go. That's neat. And then, of course, Charity the Dog. Mm -hmm. And I want to mention, I just want to mention the uh, locations Canada, they they shot at Peto Lake up at Banff National Park in Alberta, British Columbia. And then at Uinta. I can't pronounce this, U I N T A. You need un, you got me mountains in Utah mm-hmm. and from the from the photos I've seen and from you know it was in the book and then also from the stills in the movie, again, this was just a knockdown gorgeous film. And uh to kind of wrap it up on the whole thing, I was started looking at the comments, you know, mm-hmm. the, the people commenting on the movie mm-hmm. and I have never seen. Well, I take that back, because the people who love Chaparral, I sat down one time and started looking at the comments on that, and I quit after several hundred. <laughs> and I would say, you know, a ninety-seven, ninety-five to ninety-eight percent was I love it, and yeah. it was pretty close to this. Yeah, yeah. They just they talked about how how it impressed them when they were kids. How they one guy said I I bought this for my kids and I watched it for, for my niece. I watched it before I sent it to her and uh, it was her favorite thing and then I got another copy for myself because I enjoyed it so much and then growing up when we'd come over we would sit and watch it together and you just got that same kind of just yeah, uh, yeah. really emotional connection hmm. In in, you know, in I love this film kind of experience. interesting
1: alright that's Across the Great Divide you are listening to Amo Franzi's Voices of the West it is Saturday July the 20th of 2019 We have our first commercial break to do, so we're going to do that and come back right after these very important messages.
0: Tucson Trap and Ski Club is one of the best kept economic secrets in town. This 900 member group maintains one of the finest shotgun shooting ranges in the country featuring trap, skeet, five stand and sporting clays fields and hosts national and international events that bring thousands of people and millions of dollars into our community. The Spring Satellite Grand American Tournament alone involves 1,200 participants for 10 days. Learn more about this and their other contributions to our community at TucsonTrapAndSki.com Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology if your network is not set up properly you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation arizona computer guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster from online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services arizona computer guru is here to keep your network secure your data safe and your budget in the black to schedule your free consultation call 304-8300
2: As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help.
0: Read classic western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net Of the West,
1: and if you recognize that you 're a true western fan that 's really a
2: way to come back with rousing cavalry music
1: indeed, yes indeed indeed,
2: well, Harry, you know we haven 't taken, and we haven 't done this for some time. We we need to do some housekeeping. Like, housekeeping. how do they get in touch with us and
1: Normally, talk to us and t- about what, what we have to offer? Well, uh, the easiest way is to uh, shoot us an email. The telephone system is not working at this moment, um, which is no big surprise. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, I don't have enough Situation string. Situation normal. I don't have enough string to attach Dixie cups. I got the <laughs> cups. I don't have enough string. Yeah, um Two week. So uh, our <clears throat> email address. That's it. Our email address is voicesofthewest at gmail Voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I answer very quickly when uh, somebody emails us, and good, bad or, good, bad or indifferent, uh, i I'll, I'll, I'll talk with you. He doesn't answer you when you don't send him anything. Well, though. see, there, there is that. We did get a very nice uh, uh, message from um, a listener from last week. Oh, what when did we have had to Nancy say? Quinn on. And uh, he said that uh, it was one of the most enjoyable shows he's he's ha- heard in a long, long time. Oh, and cool. uh, yeah, uh, that was cool compared um, to the others. Huh? Well, apparently, um, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, Na- Nancy was a great interview. Oh, she no question was. She was and funny and yeah, and, and, and if great you have, stories. And if you have not heard that show yet, you can find it at our website, Voices of the West dot net. It's in the podcast area. Just. Uh, click on that media tab and you will find uh, a drop down for the podcasts and you'll find it there in the podcast section you can also find it at um, uh, Radio Public you can find it at Red Circle you can find it Spotify Spotify. you can find it at Stitcher Google I think Apple wherever podcasts are found you can find it Well, you
2: know, just about, you you can, you don't always necessarily need all of the www. Like on Google, you just put Voices of the West. Yeah, and it'll It'll throw up
1: a couple other sites as well, but, but, but we're there. Yeah, but you'll find us there. Uh, there's a Facebook page as well, Facebook.com/slash Voices of the West, and uh, we're a lot of good stuff on that. Well, page. we're rather active there. There's uh, pictures of uh, the two of us up there and a variety oh, of other you folks. You shouldn't have said that. Well, you know? <laughs> now you're, you're dressed. They're, they're, they're you're dressed. You're? you're dressed am my address you, no you are dressed you are you are Well I hope um, so. Yeah. You, I know I don't do I don't do podcasts in the news. Well we don't have those photos available. Oh, oh, you talking <laughs> about that. Oh, okay. But it's not the not in address. dress. No, that is correct. That's okay. That, well, yeah. Clarif- clarification. <laughs> yeah, here. well, you know. Um so the facebook page is there uh we like to talk about lots of things of course the west (laughs) and also
2: might 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 just mention that people that have had comments about the show you can look on that side and see what they thought about us
1: well yeah Yeah, and there's lots of comments and you can do the same that's right there's lots of comments there some good some bad some indifferent but hey you know that's that's how that works we we don't we don't delete anything no 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 that'd be absurd um so that's uh that's what's happening uh there. We used to have a YouTube channel, but they uh have well, still the, not The Dodos and YouTube. They have not reinstated us, so yeah. we don't have that. That is a great mystery. And they don't explain their action. They never know. explain anything. It's like, you know, we are not accountable. No, no, you're not. Yeah. And we've also got a radio channel. That, uh, yeah, uh, tell v- v- that. V-O-W Radio, uh, which this program is uh, going out over at this point. And all you have to do to find that, well, you can find it at com. You can also find it, a radio player on on the website, our website, voicesofthewest.net, the radio player, it's playing uh, great cowboy music from today and from yesterday. And, uh, well, it's the well, only... What
2: about a couple of weeks ago or a couple of years ago? It, it, it seems, all the way back.
1: All the way back. I mean, it, I think the earliest I have up uh, in there is, goodness, who might that... Be? Well, there's uh, Bill Monroe is in there. Yeah. Uh, there, there's it's wax cylinders yeah, yeah wax cylinders um, <laughs> so that stuff is up there and uh, it's most enjoyable to listen to and the beauty of it is and it's, and it's, it's heritage music you, well and the beauty of this is you can take this with you anywhere you go Yes, you don't necessarily need to have an internet connection you can use your data connection and just uh, go to voicesofthewest.net. Scroll down, find the radio player, click it on, and you can listen all the time. Plug in them earbuds and just tap your toe. That's what I do. Is uh, when I'm traveling someplace, um, that's what I do. I fire it up and listen. Well, when I'm in the v- my my truck, um, local radio sucks. So I pop on well, my radio channel. How many times have like. we down to the ranch and we? Plugged in one of the old radio programs. That too. Uh, Yeah, tons of. Oh, uh, that's another thing. We have our uh, radio, uh, old time radio hour coming up at 6 o'clock every Saturday, and that's 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and you can find uh just sit down around the radio campfire there for an hour and mm-hmm. catch up on uh, the adventures of the Cisco Kid and Pancho as well as tales of the Texas Rangers starring Joel McCrae
2: yeah, well, so, can't, can't ask for better listening no you
1: can uh and uh once the once Cisco is done and once uh, the Texas Rangers episodes are done i have more to keep going yeah but I'm I'm trying what I'm trying to do is play them all in order and that way uh, you know you know that's that's one of the curses
2: of of, and blessings of TV now with all the different multiple channels Mm -hmm. is that they'll play these shows over and over and over and it's Sometimes I'm thankful because I'll see, catch a show that I didn't see, yeah. or I'll catch a show I only saw part of, or I'll catch a show that I really liked and want to see again, so I don't mind if, I have, if they play it a second, third time.
1: Yeah, and you know these programs are available all over the place, but uh, we'd sure like it if but you listened to We have them. We, we have them here, and they air... Saturday nights at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and again, there's one coming up in about an hour and a half from now, Uh, so uh, it's the Cisco Kid and Tales of the Texas
2: Rangers. Well, you know, sit down, open that can of beans, you know, turn on the the old pod radio Mm -hmm. and
1: and cross your legs and kind of drift back. It's most enjoyable. What I used to do, uh, I had a... uh, position where I did some work here and there at overnights and I would just load up my player with <laughs> with Tales of the Texas Rangers or, or oh. hop along Cassidy and, and listen to those shows because one, I love old time radio yeah. and two Love those programs, yeah. So that was uh, that's what kept me awake overnight. And yeah, well, we might just mention
2: too that every once in a while, if you if you steady listener, Harry will play one of the clips from uh, Hop Along Cassidy. Because at the end of his show, radio show, mm-hmm. he would have a little piece of uh, Hoppy advice for the kids. Hoppyisms, it was great
1: Hoppyisms. I don't yeah. have one this time, but uh, yeah. next week I'll definitely definitely have one. Um, so and with that, I think what we'll do here is uh, take another commercial break okay. and be back with much more of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West right after these very important messages. Do stay tuned. Sugarfoot, sure. foot Sugar foot Easy lope and cattle rope and
2: sugar
0: foot Carefree as the temple is Attackin' along with the heart cold the song and a rifle and a volume of the law Emil Francis, Voices of the West, will be right back. Never under us.
1: When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is open. The Paul Ash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. Contact the Polash Management Company today at PolashManagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520 795 2100. That's 520 795 2100. The Polash Management Company property managers you control
0: man this is frustrating it's taken me like five minutes just to load my homepage. did you try control alt delete uh-huh did you jiggle the cord uh-huh did you turn it on and off again uh-huh Call Arizona Computer Guru. Don't let viruses get you down. With our Guru Protection Service, we'll keep you virus-free. In fact, if you were to get a virus, we would fix it for free. Speak to a technician right now at 304-8300 or at azcomputerguru.com. Hello, I'm Mr. Red.
1: No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horses Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in southeast Arizona. Your tax deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseataroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseataroundrescue.org.
2: Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Tom, the host of the Movies Out's podcast, and I'm inviting you to give the Movies Out's podcast a listen. Every episode, my co-hosts and I review the latest box office releases, but there's more than simply just that. We also play games like... The Alexa quote of the show. And may the odds be ever in your favor. And have a From the Cutting Room Floor segment that is an open forum to discuss anything from our thoughts of a Netflix TV series to our experiences with movie subscriptions, such as the AMC Stubs or MoviePass. So, after finishing this podcast, please give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Simply
0: search Movie Zealots. Until then, that's a wrap. Watch classic Western movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net. Remember, all of you, we're playing for big stakes, mighty big stakes, an empire of cattle and land. The Diamond Hitch is not only the key ranch, but it controls the water privileges of the entire district. Once I take over, I'm clamping down. No more free water. That means that the other ranches will dry up like dust and blow away. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.
1: And we are back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Pardon me, Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and... uh, a whole cast of other characters yeah. somewhere along the way, Well, line. you know, I just listened to that fella that drying up all the water. Yeah, that was from the uh, Hopalong Cassidy movie, False Colors.
2: Hey, he'd have tried that with the cannons. Oh. Oh, he got his whiskers. Uh,
1: yeah, and speaking of the cannons, for the uninitiated, if you, this is the first time you've listened to this program, or if you're a regular listener and you always hear at the bottom of the hour, coming back in to us, uh, you hear a high chaparral theme. From either season one, two, or three, or four. Um, I play that because my co-host, Bunker de France, was in 52 of those things. And, um, well, it's a great tune, first off. And second off, it's really? to... Uh, well, if I, if I don't play it, he leaves.
2: I do leave. <laughs> and, you know, I just, let's just give credit to Harry Suckman, who... Yeah. Uh, David Rose wrote, wrote the thing, but Harry Suckman, for every episode, personalized, you know, to, uh-huh. to, to get the excitement, to yeah. get the melancholy, yeah. to happy, whatever. And, you know, he had great themes from that, too. You know, uh, what Manolito's theme, mm-hmm. and Victoria's. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful music. It is, it is. Well, you know, Harry, I think maybe this is about time, because we we've exhausted our... Capacities to to do things. Well, let's 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 get some nuggets here, like a fistful of nuggets, fistful a few of nuggets. nuggets more. The good nuggets, the bad nuggets, and the ugly nuggets. And we'll, hey, where do you want to start? Well, I've just I got i got my notes from different things, and we'll we'll kind of, I'll just read some, and then we'll talk about. Okay, it, or, or if there's nothing to talk about, we'll go to the next note.
1: Sounds like a plan.
2: Now there's a book out there, and I want this book. Okay. I want this book really bad. All right. It's the Lone Ranger on radio, film, and television, by Ed Andrichuk, hmm. and from what I've read, it is a pretty thorough. You know, because it's, it's covering. You know, it covers everything, and but the and I bet you it covers that is the comic books, the Sunday funnies, mm-hmm. the uh, the. Young adult novels, mm-hmm. and, and you know that's a that's a you know it's a topic we haven't talked about. You know, I've got a whole, I have got like three Red Rider mm-hmm. novels. Mm-hmm. I've got like three high chaparral novels and two or three bonanza novels and these things aren't these are the bonanza and chaparral they're written for adults they're, they're like you know it's like watching the show but mm-hmm. having a lot more pages with good descriptions and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of them was coyote gold which was not an
1: episode these these are uh, done by the, the writers of the program well,
2: t- Steve Frazee was the writer for Coyote Gold Mm -hmm. and this guy's one of my favorite writers anyway he wrote a non-fiction thing called The Silver Barons Mm -hmm. and that is the definitive book about the robber barons Mm. it covers the railroads Mm -hmm. the wheat you guys that monopolize Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. wheat the coal the steel the lumber industry the guys that literally you know Today they're, they're big corporations, but then they were individual men sure, yeah. that had identities. You know, nowadays there are all these gray people that you never see yeah. that are manipulating our lives every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. If yeah, this was a western, Gene would run them out of town. You know? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, I got him. I got him here as a movie, uh, Deputy Marshal, nineteen forty nine. Uh, with John Hall and Francis uh, Langford, and uh, haven't seen it, but and you know it's funny. I've seen a lot of John Hall Jungle Jims and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Safari movies, but he did he did some pretty decent westerns. Yeah, just, now that you mentioned
1: him. that name, I remember the Jungle Jim yeah series. And then, of course, uh, Johnny Westmiller did them too. But
2: but, I like John Halls better than I like Johnny Westmiller.
1: Whenever you see Weissmiller, you think of him as Tarzan.
2: Yeah, exactly. Just to identify. Well, this is one I shared with you earlier, but I I really love this one. This is a radio program, which we have, but maybe one day we'll get this on our our channel. The Roy Rogers Show. This was a broadcast on uh, August 28th. 1948 it ran for 29 minutes on the MBS network Quaker Oats was the sponsor cast of course included Roy and Dale and Gabby Foy Willens and the writers of the Purple Sage and the song from that show was Blue Shadows on the Trail and that is a beautiful song it's a a standard and it's a
1: classic that's the one that isn't that the one that uh, uh, in the Three Amigos they did I think they did something like that if they didn't. Yeah. I don't remember
2: exactly. Yeah. And also, Gabby tells a story about how Dale came to run the Circle E Ranch. That's I want to know
1: how that happened. I do, too, because every time I see that, see them in, in Mineral City on the TV show, it's like, where did they get a cafe? Well, that yeah, and then that wasn't part of the ranch either. No, but Dale
2: was always in the cafe. Yeah. but she she had buttermilk tied up outside. Yeah, and yeah. She, she'd take off with
1: Roy in a heartbeat to chase R- right. the bad guy and, and leave. Who takes care of the customers? Well, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in Nelly Bell. Well, he's trying to get out, yeah. but she's always saying, "Pat, you got to stay." Yeah. 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 I think the dog should have been driving the jeep. He frequently does. I think.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Well, let's see. Now here's here's another old time radio. And this, you'll like this one, Harry. Mm-hmm. pay close attention. I am. It's called 10-2-4 Ranch. And this one particular broadcast was from January 8, 1943. It ran for 14 minutes. Hmm. And that was quite common back mm-hmm. in the series of 15-minute programs. Yes. Dr. Pepper uh, Sponsored. was a syndicated show, uh, music program, and the uh the star of the show was Dick Foran. Mm-hmm. We were talking about him earlier. Martha Myers, the Sons of the Pioneers, and the song that they featured on that show was Home on the
1: Rain, sung by her uh there was a Dick Ferran movie on the other night that uh, we Tell watched uh, that. uh I can't remember the damn title. Uh he notes. Play- no, I know. Like I do see this <laughs> nuggets report. <laughs> he plays he plays a uh uh cowboy in a a Wild West show and the Wild West show goes goes belly up and so he and his partner Small Change decide to go back to Wagon Wheel Gap (laughs) and uh, clear uh, Dick's name as uh, the alleged murderer of this guy and uh, it's you know, goes on there, but he's introduced as Dick Ferrand, the singing cowboy. Oh, yeah, he was classically trained. Yeah. And I think, I, I'm not sure if I have all the facts correct on that, but that's not going to stop me. Um, <laughs> it never does. <laughs> um, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah, right. uh Dick Ferrand was one of the first singing cowboys. Mm-hmm, D1, and, yeah, and uh, he he obviously classically trained, but that was starting to fall out of favor into the late 30s and mm-hmm. early 40s. When we started getting Eddie Dean in there, and we started getting uh, uh, Ray Jimmy Whitley Whaley, and yeah. Jimmy Wakely and Ray Whitley and, and Johnny Bond.
2: And when you said that, it it it, it clicked the light bulb in the back of my brain there, the very dim light bulb. <laughs> but if I remember right, he was almost the first singing cowboy because the second movie coming out, the first was with Gene. Actually, actually there was other guys that sang and the first real singing cowboy was Ken Maynard yes but Gene was the first popular one that's correct and was, also had a pleasing voice but um, uh, Ferran did a film about the same time but Gene's came out first
1: well and, and Ferran he he was quite a versatile actor um, yeah. i mean he did a lot of action stuff we we had uh, uh we showed uh, down at the empire ranch uh, was the last oh, year the serial the serial uh death valley riders yeah and That's a good uh, he and, he and buck jones and uh, man that was that was a good serial yeah. I mean, it sure was it, uh, uh so uh noel berry junior mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, what were we talking about?
2: <laughs> we were talking about we were talking about ten four two or ten two four ten two four. Yeah, Doctor Bep- Dick Ferrand, mm-hmm. you know, and you know again he did he did musicals. Yes, and he
1: did contemporary for the time. Yes, and so okay. and he had quite the acting. Uh, he he stuck around oh. acting into the uh, early sixties. Yes, and Ford
2: used him a lot. He was in the in the. Uh, uh, one or two of the cavalry
1: trilogies, Yes, he was. he was one of the sergeants. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. So, he big had, burly guy, he Belie- qu- believable. He had quite the. I think he had quite the yeah. acting career.
2: Well, there, now this is just. I'm just going to throw a whole bunch of Western radio things out there, okay? Because just the names, because. Especially nowadays and the young kids today they don't they don't even, I don't think they know what a radio program is it's just <laughs> iPod music you know plug it in your ear mm-hmm. but and these were some of the series that were very successful in their day The Six Shooter yep Gunsmoke The Roy Rogers show Have Gun Will Travel Red Rider Straight Arrow Fort Laramie Cisco Kid Hoppalong Cassidy You want to comment on any of those One Six Shooter
1: uh, Six Shooter that was uh, Jimmy Jimmy Stewart yep. And, and uh, uh, that's right. Here o- only yeah, have, right. Uh, <laughs> only had six episodes of that that I could find. Yeah. and so uh, we we've, we've run those uh, on the old time radio theater. Uh, six shooter who else did you mention well okay I want to just mention a couple a few years back on
2: KBOI there was a guy on Sunday nights Mm -hmm. that had old time radio and he would play the six shooters Mm -hmm. which was neat because I used to we used to have jam sessions for the Western Music Association Mm -hmm. potluck and jam sessions on Sunday and I'd listen to that on the way home and then finish it when I got home yeah
1: but uh, okay, Gunsmoke. Well, Gunsmoke which is a classic. It was a classic radio. Yeah, uh, uh, Bill Cannon as uh, Matt Dillon. Um uh, uh, Bear is Charlie Bear is uh, no, he was Chester. Well, that's right, yeah. was He Chester. played Doc one time. He did. Um, and uh, Doc was, oh God, I can't remember. I can't either. Can't a name we should know. And I can't remember who played Kitty. Uh but she was big in radio she yeah. never
2: really made the yeah. transition
1: to TV. there. So that was Gunsmoke, who else? The Roy Rogers show? Uh, well, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. And Have Gun Will Travel. That was uh John Daner playing yep. Richard, uh, playing, <laughs> Richard <laughs> playing Richard playing <laughs> Paladin and Daner, I thought did a bang up job. And you as, know that's uh, one of the unique ones because Paladin
2: that came after the TV show. It did because it,
1: Boone didn't want to do the radio. Right, and, and there was the the Have Gun Will Travel show was so popular on television that uh, they did radio. I don't remember how many episodes there were, but uh, uh, we've we've done them. Yeah, uh, and John Daner, man, well, he had a, he was one of the hardest working men in Hollywood. Him and
2: John Anderson. Mm-hmm. That's the history of. Uh, uh, guest stars in the westerns. The mm-hmm. two guys right there. You could write a 10-volume uh, mm-hmm. set on those two guys.
1: Well, we got to do our final yeah. commercial break here, so we'll do that and come back with uh, some more uh, Nuggets. The Magnificent Nuggets. We'll be back. <laughs> Heroes your silver screens
0: For nearly Forty years He brought bad Men to justice He's seen laughter He's seen tears And I Know
1: forever In many Hearts he'll reign As the King of the Cowboys
0: There is honor his name. The New Six Voices of the West will be right back. He's now. a kind and gentle legend. Seven 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 nineteen eleven. Hi, this is Joe Montaigne. Every time my Uncle Willie tells me about his service in Patton's 3rd Army in World War II I'm reminded of what we owe the U.S. Army. Fourteen generations of American soldiers who have courageously defended our nation. Their stories represent the best of America and should never be forgotten. Join me to help build the National Museum of the United States Army. A long overdue tribute to all American soldiers. To learn more Visit ArmyHistory.org. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Olaho Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County. That supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000 square foot clubhouse, 200 full service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapanski.com. Old Western Radio Theater every Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time only on the Voices of the West. V.O.W. <laughs> Radio. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. rolling, 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 rolling. rolling.
1: And we are back on Amo Frenzy's Voices of the West, uh, Riders in the Sky. There was some. Would you flowers. listen to that bass in there? I know, that's something. Boom, 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 boom. Those guys are, those guys are great. <laughs> so, uh, we were doing, we were talking radio yeah. uh, radio shows. Well, you know, shows, I got comic books. We've got, hey, you know, we've got comic books. Yeah, plug books. the comic we books. got comic books up on uh, our website, voicesofthewest.net. <clears throat> you can find them as soon as I can figure out how you. You can find them. Here we go. You can find them if you go to the website, you te- uh, look at that media tab, and you'll see a drop down that says podcast, cowboy comics, VOW TV, and books and movies. There's some book and movie reviews there. VOW TV has some great westerns on there, uh, old western movies. These are all in the public domain, so mm-hmm. fear not, there is no copyright infringement. Nobody will come and turn no, off your TV. No, 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 no. And uh, the cowboy comics, there's a ton, well, not a ton, but uh, there's a bunch of them up there. And as the internet decides to load, here we go, Range Rider, we got some Range Rider up there, Wild Bill Hickok, Johnny Mac Brown, Hop Along, Straight Arrow, my favorite, Rocky Lane Comics, Lash LaRue Comics, and Hoot Gibson Comics. Hoot. 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 So, uh, yeah. there's some, that's some, some, Some fine reading. You know, I've I've got to confess, I have a new addiction.
2: I'm easily addicted to stuff, but comic book covers. Mm -hmm. Use a site on there. You can go on there, and there's got to be a million comic book covers out there. Mm -hmm. And if you want it, or you can go over to the pulp westerns.
0: Yeah, and
2: there's got to be a talk
1: about some artwork. I mean... All of those old studio movie cards, I mean... Oh, the more, lobby cards? The lobby cards. The I mean, and, yeah. Great ones. And I'm looking at what we've got on uh, our tab for under V-O-W-T. That stands for Voices of the West TV, by the way. Uh, the, the latest one up there is Stagecoach to Denver, 1946. It stars Alan Rocky Lane. You know Alan Rocky Lane as... Mr. Ed. Hello, Wilbur. Hello, Wilbur. If you don't give me some oats, I want you can kiss my oats. <laughs> Anyway, Al uh he stars as uh, Red Ryder in that one, stagecoach to Denver. Uh, Ken Maynard, Dynamite Ranch, that's from nineteen thirty two. Uh pretty good pretty good stuff. I yeah, understand the, Ken
2: Maynard was well, a real you know, chore wanna, to work with though. Do you want to point out too if you look up one of those on our website, you can plug into it, and then you can scroll down and read the pages. Well, that, yes, you can.
1: And you, yeah. so You can, you can sit a, there and for read the a comics. free comic book. Yeah, for, uh, for the comics and for the movies, you just plug the uh, push the play button and uh, they'll play out. Uh, so Dynamite Ranch, Ken Maynard, 1932. Buck Jones in Border Law, one of my faves. That's uh, 1931. Uh, the Rough Riders uh, in Arizona Bound, that'd be Buck Jones and Tim McCoy. And Raymond Hatton as the bad guy, mm-hmm. uh, Tim McCoy and Two Fisted Law. That's from 1932. Tim McCoy, man, there, there's a there's a guy. Uh, he he, the, the looks aren't that impressive as a movie star, I guess, but, but his presence. His presence. I mean, when I read his bio. I was floored. Which one was it? Because I've got one that was written by him and his son. Well, I don't and know. He's got some great pictures, I, I and I he
2: ended up living down just outside of Nogales, yeah, Nogales what, and Rio Rico. Yeah.
1: I don't know who wrote this particular one, but uh, he he was in the military in World War One. And uh, an Indian agent. An Indian agent. Uh, after he left the oh, military, successful rancher. Uh-huh, after he left the military, he went into uh, at the time the reserve, I guess. And he 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 made he made major general for God's sake. Yeah, he and, was like twenty eight years old.
2: And the funny when the when John Ford did Iron Horse, mm-hmm. I don't know was it was a Demille Iron Horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when De, Demille did Iron Horse, uh, he worked as an interpreter, and they brought the Indians out to California. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was their go between and from that he started they put him in the pictures and I'll tell you I have I've told this story before, but there's one one thing at the end of the movie, uh, when they're having the the obligatory shootout, the bad guy does the bad leader does the obligatory run. Mm-hmm. He jumps on the horse and takes mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Tim does what he's Tim does. He jumps <laughs> on the horse and follows, <laughs> him. follows him. And We're there's a bang. Bang. shot. And uh, to me, this is why I love the old ones. There, there's this shot. It's across the long meadow. The trees. The bad guy comes riding out, and he rides past camera. Then here comes Tim out of the bush, out of the trees. About halfway across, the horse goes down. I mean, this is not this the bad, is not the bad, the bad this, guy this is was horse? not a stunt. This was the horse. You know, stepped on a hole somewhere. Tim, went Tim's down. horse. Yeah, he picks he picks the head up, gets him up, and keeps right on going. Wow. That was the real McCoy. That's that's you're seeing cowboys in action, and that's you know you see the modern shows nowadays. One, the modern directors would go, "Oh my goodness, we can't have that. We'll have to shoot
1: it just over again." Well, and and I've seen some where, uh, uh, Buck, I think Buck Jones, a couple of those where there's an attempt to climb onto the stage. They're chasing the stage. Mm -hmm. And the attempt fails, uh, but he's still hanging on, and he still then he scampers up onto the uh, onto the top of the box and that that is uh, you' would, you don't see that in today's western well and, so, you know, and sometimes it was done on purpose, but the funny thing is you can tell
2: the difference mm-hmm. between, between when the guy is doing the drag yeah. whether, and when the guy for whatever the timing was off, and you can see the scramble
1: yeah well next week is, next saturday is yeah, exactly. uh the national uh, is the observation of uh, uh the national day of the cowboy yes it is and we are going to be celebrating down at the empire ranch uh, we'll be down there to uh see what all is going on and uh talk with folks and find out uh, what they what they think about it and then for next week's program that's what we're going to talk about the cowboys. Yeah. To honor the National Bucarins, Day of the Cowboys, the Buckaroos, mm-hmm. the Vaqueros. Yeah, the Wrangler. Don't know that we're going to have anybody on to talk about it with us, but uh, well, that's okay. We'll if talk if somebody wants to join us. You know, <laughs> we'll have us, let, give us an email and we'll set it yeah, up. Yeah, well, the phone. The phones uh, will be working by then. I'm. I hope. Uh, so but, yeah. You, but you know, uh, Mister Boggs, Johnny Boggs, the most one of the most prolific writers in the world,
2: the lead the leading spur winner. Uh, yeah. If you're listening out there, John, you know. Join us, you know, talk about the Cowboys. Uh, Todd,
1: if you're... if you're uh, Not going to Atlanta. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you're
2: standing up and not laying down, call us, you know. <laughs>
1: hey, that's all the time we've got for this edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We thank you for listening and uh, hope you'll tune in once again, right? Yeah, you're always welcome in our casa. Our there you go. Until next week, thank you. Bye-bye. Idiots.